Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Sorry, I've got a little bit of a croaky throat today, so I've got some water with me, but just bear with me a little bit if I'm a bit crackly. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about aging dogs or dogs that are getting a little bit older. And the main message of today's podcast is age is not a diagnosis. So I personally think that it's important to remember that regardless of the age of your dog, their age in of itself should never be the sole diagnosis. So let's think about a puppy. You've got, I don't know, a 10 week old puppy and you notice that they're bleeding a lot from their mouth. So they're losing teeth, they're chewing tons, but there's a lot of blood coming and you think "Mm, that doesn't look quite right. So you give your vet a call and you say, "Mm, this is what's happening. Lots of blood coming out of the mouth. I'm a bit concerned. And your vet turns around and says, oh, well, you know, they're teething. That's why. Well, yeah, they could be teething and they are teething, but there could also be a retained tooth. They could have bitten the inside of their mouth. They could have split a tooth. There's all manner of things that could be going on there aside from just teething. So that's one example of why age shouldn't be a diagnosis. But let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum now. Let's look at some older dogs. So I was out walking my dogs I don't know, several months ago now, time goes so quickly, doesn't it? And I had my dogs with me and I was walking towards, in a field, um, a lady with her dog. And I saw her gather the lead in close to her and I thought, okay. So I called my guys away and they came over to me and she walked past and she said, oh, thank you. Sorry, he's just a bit of a grumpy old man in relation to her dog and sort of laughed and walked off. And that's a pretty regular thing that you might hear people say, right? But I thought about it and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's okay. (laughs) Because actually, think about times where you feel grumpy or fed up or annoyed or irritable. I think we can all agree it doesn't feel good. No one wants to start the day feeling, quote, grumpy, right? So there's a reason for that. There's a reason that that dog isn't particularly comfortable around other dogs. There's a reason that your dog snarls at you when you try and get him to come down off the sofa. There's a reason for, quote, grumpiness. (laughs) So let's think of an example of an older dog. Let's say you've got an older dog now and they've started to, you've seen some changes in their, their mobility. So maybe they're a little bit slower getting up. Maybe they find it a little bit harder to jump on and off the sofa they're a bit more hesitant landing something like that so again we could go to our vet and our vet could say well you know he's getting old he's getting on a bit he's 16 now what do you expect or we could ourselves think oh well you know it's normal to slow down a bit in old age well yeah but actually your dog could be in some pain, they could be in some discomfort. So if your dogs, you start to notice some mobility problems with your older dog, get it checked out, get an assessment, go to your vet, find out what's going on, get them on a joint supplement, get them on some pain relief if they need some pain relief, 
have a look at some alternative therapies. Would hydrotherapy be appropriate? Physio, maybe some massage, tea touch. And obviously you do all of this in conjunction with your healthcare provider for your dog. You're not doing it all on your own going rogue. But start thinking outside the box a little bit. What are some ways that I can start to support my dog a little bit? Rather than just saying, oh, well, he's a bit stiff, he's a bit old. I'm stiff sometimes. <laughs> I've got a back problem. Sometimes I wake up and I think, oh, my back is so stiff. But I hope no one's going to put me out to pasture just yet and say, oh, well, she's getting on a bit. <laughs> so mobility is the first thing to think about. The second thing is thinking about conditions such as dementia, because dogs get dementia just like people do. And again, just like people, it's usually something that we see in older dogs, but not always. So one of the first symptoms that we might see um, in a dog with dementia is just appearing a bit confused sometimes. So sometimes they seem really on the ball and other times they just seem a little bit disorientated. Um, we can also start to see some some increase in vocalising. So maybe a dog that starts barking, whining, or even howling in some cases, which can be quite distressing for us to watch. Um, you might also see some symptoms like urinary incontinence in the house, nighttime um, nocturnal incontinence, things like that. And yes, it could be dementia, but it could also be something else going on. Urinary incontinence in the house can just be as simple as a UTI, which again can... And cause vocalizations and confusion. So you always want to talk with your vet about the differential diagnoses. It's never just, oh, it's probably got a bit of dementia. <laughs> so my main thing that I really want to urge you to do today is to, and for the rest of your dog's life, is to really, really advocate for your dog. Question your vet and your other healthcare providers. Ask them questions. Is it, could it be this? Is it possibly this? Could this be going on as well? And really put an emphasis on your dog's mental health. So in the same way that when we have a young puppy, we focus on things like helping them to feel safe, building our connection with them, helping them to play with us. That's exactly what your older dog needs as well. And sure, you might need to make some adjustments. (laughs) They might not be able to play as vigorously as they could when they were 10 weeks old. But that's all it is, making some adjustments. They still need the play. They still need the connection. They still need to feel safe. Think about yourself as a human. Um, I mean, when you're little, you play all the time, don't you? You have invisible friends. I had loads of invisible friends. They were all animals, of course. (laughs) You play with toys. You play with other children. That's it. And when you think about yourself as an adult, actually, when do you feel most free? It's usually when you're being playful, when you are being a bit silly with a friend that you've had for 20 years, or when you're mucking around with your dog playing games, or when you are playing a prank on someone, or when you're doing something really spontaneous, like an exhilarating cliff climb, or just something that isn't part of the boring, mundane, minutiae of everyday life, something that is fun and playful. Now, you could be 18, you could be 38, you could be 78, you could be 98, you'll still have that bit of playful energy inside you that just dies to get out sometimes. <laughs> um, lots of people bring their dogs to me, adult dogs to me for agility sessions, first sessions, and I say, oh, if your dog's got a favourite toy, bring that along. And most people don't. And I say, oh, does your dog like play? And they say, well, 
we played with him when he was a puppy, but we don't really do that anymore. Should we still play with him? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Don't just stop because you've got an adult dog. So that's really, really important as well. So the real kind of, to sum up, the real moral of the story is rather than looking at aging as something that your dog is losing, that they're losing their mobility, they're losing their sight, they're losing their abilities, think actually, is this an opportunity to reconnect with my dog, to make some adaptations and actually build an even stronger connection and relationship with my dog? Even better that we've had up to this point, what can I do now to really make them feel safe, make them feel loved, make them feel the most important dog in the world? That's what you really need to focus on. That's the most important part. Okay, makes you feel a bit emotional thinking about older dogs oh my goodness (laughs) if you would like a more detailed deep dive on this topic I have a workshop um it's a standalone workshop that you can register for and it takes you through a ton of training exercises and fun games and adaptations that you can do to make life for your aging dog just as fun as it was when they were a puppy or an adult dog so I will put the link to that in the show notes Um, and otherwise I will catch you next week. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Hi again, just before you go, I wanted to tell you about something special that we have available just until Saturday, the 10th of December. I was going to say September then, December 2022. So if you're a little bit worried about how to manage your dog over the festive period with visitors and guests and all those kinds of things, I have put together a calm Christmas package for you. So this will retail at £197, but we've got early bird pricing for just £97 until Saturday the 10th of December. So what you get in this package is you get access to three of our Paws Up Dogs exclusive workouts, workshops, it's not a workout, don't worry. (laughs) So the first one is how to welcome guests into your home without the carnage does what it says on the tin. The second one is how to have calm, quiet car journey. So if you need to go and visit family this Christmas, but your dog does lots of barking in the car, that would be fantastic for you. And the third one is how to motivate yourself to work with your dog. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I would love for things to be calmer by Christmas, but I just can't ever find the motivation all the time. This workshop is absolutely wonderful for helping you with that. You also get a bunch of training demonstrations from the things that I discuss in the workshops, as well as a training planner to help you plan out your training too. So if you would like to take advantage of the early bird pricing, make sure you do that before the 10th of December, where it will go back up to the regular price. Hopefully by then I will have got my voice back and I will speak to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.